It's all eyes to the lights and foot to the floor as we go racing. You've done things for Touring Car Formula 3 in Praga. Yeah. So how have you got to get into those leagues and how have you gone through, I guess, your, your own journey with, with that so far? I'm, I just turned 36 and I only went back to college to retrain as a motorsport mechanic when I was 32, no, not 32, 33. Motorsport and cars in general have always been in my life. It was inevitable that either motorsport cars or bikes or whatever it'll be, something with an engine was always going to be something that I had a passion for. It, when we had my son, it was kind of, I'm not sure what it was, but something in me said, if you're going to do what you want to do and work in motorsport and get paid for it, now's the time. Ultimately, you've got the driver's life in your hands. And if you haven't done something up properly or things like that, it's it, it, it can have massive consequences. So I'm always quite nervous in the sense of I, I want to make sure that everything's right and I know I've done everything I can. Big one. Oh, it's a huge crash. That is that was the hardest thing, obviously, because you're as as a sort of like a male, you want to be you want to be the sort of making sure that the family are fed and foods on the table and things like that. So that was the biggest one for me. That was my biggest struggle. So all of a sudden, I've, I've gone from working on a mini to working on pretty much an F1 car, and it's two totally different ends of the spectrum because I didn't have really, apart from a few test days, any single seat of experience, which ultimately is what it is. I just thought maybe that my experience in Tim Tops maybe wasn't enough. Hey, I wanted to ask a massive favour of you. 80% of you who listen to the podcast regularly don't follow it. If I could ask you just to hit follow wherever you listen, I would really appreciate it. It's an excellent way for us to get bigger and better guests and the ability to grow the community beyond anything we could imagine. It also helps the podcast grow more than you could ever know. So thank you. Never giving up, being persistent and trying your hardest. These are the characteristics that make up today's guest's career. After coming into motorsport at what most would consider a late stage, today's guest has made more progress and achieved the very dream he set out to in such a small space of time. And if it were for COVID, I believe it would have happened much sooner. From bus driver to Aston Martin Valkyrie and BTCC race mechanic, I want you to hear how you can change your career whilst having a kid and make the most of your passion for motorsport. So if you're sitting there wondering how you could become a race mechanic, listen to this, it may not be too late after all. Do you have one thing you couldn't live without? A particular road, track, a cold start, or maybe even a cold brew? Well, this episode is kindly sponsored by Carburetor Coffee, the company dedicated to making high quality and great tasting coffee. After all, you wouldn't put 91 octane in your prized possession, so why settle when it comes to you? If you are as addicted to cars as you are to coffee, this is the only coffee you should care about. Oh, and it tastes incredible. From bean to cup, you can enjoy it however you like. So if you are like me, and you can appreciate a great cup of coffee, head over to carburettercoffee.co.uk and help yourself off to 15% using code IGNITION15 as a thank you. Martin, um, it's all about a journey for me, and it's all about finding out about how people started. So I'd like to sort of ask the first question being, which is, what ignited your passion for cars in the first place? Uh, so my, my family have always been, um, my uncle um, has watched Formula One since I was since I was born, um, probably many years before that as well. Um, my dad, I've always been brought up with, with my dad with, with Rallycross and, and things like that. So I, 
motorsport and, and cars in general have always been um, sort of in my life. Um, and I guess it's just been that kind of, it was inevitable that either motorsport cars or bikes or whatever it'll be, something with an engine was always going to be something that I had a passion for. Yeah. And um, so were, you, were your parents working in that area or did they just find as a hobby and enth- enth- enthusiast about it? Yeah, just enthusiastic about it, really. That no, my my dad's my mum my mum has no interest at all in in motorsport or cars, um, whatsoever. Um, it was all mainly my dad's side. Um, but yeah, that no one. Um, my dad used to go and watch sort of like the the local banger racing track and watch watch that, but he was never involved in it um, himself. But it was just purely purely a hobby and um, yeah. just something he enjoyed really. So how did you find, I guess, how did you find a plan then to, or did you have, did you have a plan to, to learn certain things to get to the point where you can go right now, I could do it. I can have a job with cars. I can do something with that. So what was education like figuring out that path? Um, so the path for me was very late. Um, I'm, I just turned 36 and I only went back to college to retrain as a motorsport mechanic when I was 32, no, not 32, 33. So mm. it was very, very late on. Um, but sort of getting into the motorsport world itself, um, I, I've been involved in motorsport as a volunteer for for nearly twenty years. Yeah. Um, uh, and that all again started through my dad. He took me to my first British touring car race at Truxton when I was, I, th- I believe, I was about eleven. Um, and then. I see this big crash happen in front of us and it was, everyone was fine, but it was just a pile up in front. And uh, rather than watching the cars and the the drivers as such, when they were all sort of getting out of their cars, I sort of had a fascination with, with the, with what, what they call now the orange army or the marshals. Yeah. Um, and I remember saying, I remember turning to my dad and saying, when I'll get my driving license, I'd love to do that. And, in 25, uh, 2005, that's exactly what I'd done. I passed mm. the test, phoned Thruxton, sort of said, look, I haven't got a clue how to get into this. How do I do it? And they said, here's a form, fill it out, and we'll see you at, I think I think the first event was was Touring Car, the, the last round of the year. Um, and it just stemmed from there, really. Um, but I just I was in the paddock for, well, I still am, involved in, in volunteer work. Um, it just sort of just escalated from there and then obviously within motorsport you get to get to speak to team managers get to speak to you get to know faces quite well mm. and unfortunately drivers get to know as well quite well on the side of the track if they've broken down or crashed or had a ding dong so um yeah it just sort of spiraled from there and then within that I've, I, I was a trackside marshal for for probably I do it occasionally, so I guess you could still say I do it. So that's that's been sort of 18 years I've had my life, my sort of like rescue, uh, my marshalling license for. And 10 years ago, I got into the medical slash rescue side of stuff. Mm. And that's mainly what I do now when I'm not working or um, uh, not working or sort of seeing family and stuff. So, yeah, so it's, it's just it's... One, one big ladder. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, what what made you finally decide to, I guess, retrain as a sport mechanic and and go down that path? Um, so it was it was having our having our first child. Funnily enough, um, it when we had my son, it was kind of uh, 
I'm not sure what it was, but something in me said, if you're going to do what you want to do and work in motorsport and get paid for it, mm. now's the time. I, I honestly don't know how, why my sort of my body or brain thought that, but I guess I knew that whilst my son was younger, I probably had the chance whilst he sort of wasn't walking or anything like that. So I literally went to the local college. Um, mm. we, we moved house and we were quite lucky. We were near a motorsport college. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to pop in there and see what it's all about. Literally just popped in. They had an, it, they, they had an enrollment day. I think it was like a week or two later on. Yeah. And they said, oh, if you're interested, pop, 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 around, pop on into the, into the, um, enrollment day let's, let's, let's have a chat so uh, that's exactly what I did um and I was quite gutted actually because I got turned one of the, the the senior sort of mechanic person sort of said you've got kids this this probably isn't for you um and basically said no you're, you're not you, you can't can't come in um yeah. I'm gonna allow you um so I sort of left with a bit of a bit of a bit of a I would say a strop but I was kind of gutted because it was sort yeah. of like what I wanted to do um and then I got in the car I phoned the girlfriend um a little bit teary because it was obviously something that again I wanted to do I got to the traffic lights um and I sat there thinking about it for ages I was like do, do I do I go back or not and sort of sort of fight my corner mm. like well I don't think I'm going to win this one, so I'm just going to carry on. And I got to the roundabout, and I went, nope, I'm going back round. And I went back to the college and said, look, who are you to say that I can't do this? Just because I've got a kid, it, it's, it doesn't doesn't mean that I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and he went and chatted to someone, and that was it. Um, so 2019, like a week later, I, I was enrolled and um, sort of went back into full-time education which was hard <laughs> being, being sat there with being sat there with sort of kids at like 15 16 year olds that was that was hard in itself just because obviously we've all been there we've all been all been immature and, and and things like that so that was hard um and that that's pretty much how I got sort of into the sort of the the, the educational part of it um, yeah, so it's exactly. kind of a got turned down and then sort of like stuck my got my got my brave head on and went back in there and said no <laughs> I'm doing this what was what what do you reckon was in was in you at the time that made you want to go uh, go turn around at the roundabout because most people would just go I've been told no that's it and find something else which is perfectly fine but why did you want it so much to have to then go back and appeal for a second time um I'm not sure really I don't, I don't, I don't know what it it was particularly. I, I'm guessing it was just maybe my, maybe my passion for the sport that I've I've had, well, for 36 years now, mm. um, and the thought of sort of being paid for for your hobby is, was good. And I always had an aim of. I've always thought that maybe Formula One was a bit too, a bit too far for me. Now I have a kid because obviously their calendar is just ridiculously long. And being away from home, like in the week, is bad enough. Let alone being away mm-hmm. for months and months on end. Um, so I kind of ruled Formula One out as like my sort of. I set myself an end goal. Um, sort of when I went back, um, and I was like, no, I'd love to be involved in touring car, British touring car. Yeah. And if, if 
if I'm going to do it, I need to turn around at this roundabout and and, and just go in and sort of say, just, just basically give me a chance. And here we are. <laughs> and I mean, you said it was hard, but I, mean, I know school for me personally wasn't wasn't a great time. And I wouldn't, I, to be honest, I wouldn't, wouldn't go back. So it, <laughs> what made, yeah. I guess, yeah, it was, it was awful. But um, why, why was it hard the second time around? Because I guess you, you know what you're getting second time around you know what it's you know what it's like so what made it hard then um apart from the sort of family life and having a having a kid that doesn't sleep and, and things like that it's just the, the normal sort of family stuff and um, when you have kids um it was the biggest thing for me was the 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 not working because mm. i'd gone from I, i'd been i'd been a lorry not a lorry so I've been a bus slash coach driver for for five six years and just to just to come out of having a a good wage to go back to to basically nothing mm-hmm. that was the hardest thing obviously because you're and as, as a sort of like a male you want to be you want to be the sort of making sure that the family are fed and foods on the table and things like that so that was the biggest one for me that was my biggest struggle and having the having the time to um sort of get the get the coursework done and things like that that was mm. that was hard but it it kind of worked out lucky for me in a sense of monday Tuesday, monday wednesday thursday no sorry monday wednesday monday thursdays and fridays were the days that i was in um monday was a full day friday was a full day and thursday we we started at nine finished at 12 um so what I did then is I after a while I started realizing that if I used from tw- on Thursday if I used from 12 till I don't know say three slash four mm. I'll get my assignments done then at college in the in the library or, or computer room and then that that would be my coursework done um and that's what I ended up doing rather than going home and having a crying baby and uh and Mrs. asking me to do this and do that. It was like if I just so I just stay at college and get it done. That's it'll be sort of like I can go home and not have to worry about anything else. Like college wise, I can yeah. just get on, be a dad. So yeah, that that was the hardest bit. It was basically the not having the money again. But I knew that it was going to be worth it in the long run. Yeah, no, it's great, and it, just to have that self belief, I guess, to know that you're doing what you're doing for a reason. It isn't just, isn't just a flash in the pan. Like you said, you want to set out and do touring cars. So you've gone and you've gone and making that happen. So when you left college and you've gone right now, I need to find a team or I need to find someone that's going to now employ me as a race mechanic. Obviously you've got this experience with marshalling. So that's massively helped. But what did you find that set you apart from the other people, the thousands of other people in your position that want to go, I want to be part of a race team. Um, I think definitely being in the paddock and <clears throat> being in the paddock and knowing, like seeing these, being regular to, like the, the team managers would would know who you are and things like that and kind of when you, when you sort of turn the the story that I sort of am telling you now about going to, deciding to go back to college and retrain after, like twenty odd years of left leaving school, um, I kind of think that, that helped in a sense of it it kind of showed dedication and and wanting to be able to sort of progress in mm. in life and get some more check get, get a new challenge get some more experience um open more doors 
Um, so I think that my age definitely helped. Um, and just just the kind of determination that I was, uh, I guess, showing at the time that is, um, if, I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't like wanting to do this, I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have sort of got student loans and that, that sort of thing. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess, I, I guess it was the potentially my age that pretty much got me, got me to where I was or got me to where I am now. Yeah. So, but what were the conversations I guess you're having with team principals and, and people managing teams that, that allowed you to, I'm asking it from an outside point of view. So what is the process like to get into a race team? Um, it is very hard. Um, because normally a lot of race teams have their, they're normally, they normally employ like is, oh, my mate, my mate Dave is, is looking for a work. He's done this, mm. this and this. Um, he's had, he's had a bit of motorsport experience and that's sort of how, how the team sort of, how, how most teams work. Um, but I, I, I don't know, I, I guess it was, I'm not sure really, it was, it is hard. Um, but I guess it, again, it's just down to perseverance and sending many emails and having many chats and driving up and down the country. The amount of times I've I've driven from Southampton to Silverstone for a ten minute chat to to drive two hours back again. Um, yeah. I, I I done the same um, two weeks ago. I drove to drove to Maidstone from from Southampton and did did work here. Drove back on the Thursday night, so I finished at one o'clock mm. on Friday morning. Literally got back, had some sleep, drove to Kent, came back. It, it's just relentless, um, but you just got to realise that it is. It's, it's it's definitely worth doing these things. And that little, I mean, I, I'll tell you a bit later on about, about the, the, the 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 chat that I had in Maidstone, but that was that was kind of um, a I can't think of the right word. Um, it was just 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 worth driving down there. Twenty minutes of uh, the chat. Always something you have to wear up in your head going, okay, it's two hours now, but it, it could pay off massively in the future. It's always the conversation I had. And yeah, it was, definitely. I guess, convincing yourself that it might seem like two hours now, but when you look back at it two years, three years time, it will seem like nothing. Yeah, that's it. And, and so, and so Martin, what, where was, what is it, what has your journey been like in motorsport so far for people that don't know? What have you done and how, and how have you progressed through? Cause you've, you've done things for touring car formula three in Prague. Yeah. So, how have you got to get into those leagues and how have you gone through, I guess, your, your own journey with, with that so far? Many, many emails, <laughs> hundreds of emails. Um, yeah. So the, 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 the first one I had was, um, I had some experience, um, but it started when I was at college. Um, I got some experience, work experience, if you like, with, with the touring car team. And, and they invited me down to do the media day as a as a as a, a number three mechanic, which basically just operates the operates the air jack and sort of just the sort of a tool collector, if you like. Um, so that was that was the start of it, really. Um, and I, I knew again, I knew someone in the team, which helped me get into that. And then obviously that goes on the CV, um, mm. and then obviously goes on your on your on your social media, and then. I went to a, um, a local uh, a BMW 116 series. Um, I think they have they have four cars 
and I followed them around for a few few races as a as a number two mechanic. Um, and someone in the team had their own team. One of the drivers that was driving at the time had their own race team. Um, so that that then became a thing where mm. I went on to do some Focus Cup stuff. And same again, that one of the drivers has, was just about to start their own race team with, with the C1s. Um, and I, got, I got a phone call whilst I was at college one day and said, hi, such and such, hope you don't mind me getting your number. I got it off of an old team manager and blah, blah, blah. Um, he said, oh, I've, just, I've just bought two C1s. Would, would, you like to, um, would you like to come as spanner for us in 2021? I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Um, and then it was kind of like, all right, so so where the where are the rounds sort of thing? Um, and so the only downside is it's 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 all knock hill, like from Southampton. It's like <laughs> John O'Groats to Lands End. It's it's, yeah. it's it's massive. Um, it's a good without without stopping for fuel or 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 or, or toilet break or anything like that from Southampton to knock hill. You're looking at nine hours. Um. And it was kind of a, I'll, I'll price you up something, and kind of it was accepted. And I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> that wasn't the plan. But but I, I'm I'm still with them now. They're a lovely lovely team. Um, uh, and last year we went on to to complete in the twenty four hour <clears throat> the twenty four hour at Silverstone. Mm. I, one of our drivers was Sir Chris Hoy, um, and that that was that was just a, an experience in itself, which was really good. Um, and then in 21, that was the that was the busiest year. So pretty much every as much so much as my my girlfriend's dismay, it was pretty much every weekend. Um, and that was, it, I filled all the weekends up with with what I've just said. Plus it was Prague and the Brit car, and um, they're just like little LMP one LMP three cars. Mm. Um, and then I've done so much, can't remember. And then yeah. Um, Bit of, a bit of genetic junior testing with with a team um carlin the single seaters i had some sort of experience with them um then i sort of then i oh, then uh, my main championship in 2021 was the um uh the touring car team that i had work experience with at college they purchased two mini challenge jcws and they were running under the banner of the team and because I'd done some mini work with Accelerate, they they sort of like, oh, you've done minis. Would, would you like to come in and have a chat? And that was that was mm. the Silverstone two-hour trip for a ten minutes chat. Um, and that turned out to be a full season. Um, so we had two cars in that. Um, and then moved on to I I got the job um, building the Aston Martin Valkyrie, and then sort of like last year, motorsport was kind of put on hold a little bit. Um, just because I wanted to establish establish what was what was Aston Martin was all about and things, and obviously doing the travelling meant that if I work in the weekend, I'm away for two weeks at home because because uh, I rent a room here. Yeah. Um, and then I had a little spell with um, a touring car team, and then um, just signed up for for this year for for another touring car team for a full season. So. It's great to hear that you've got so much just up and go for for this the sport thing because most people wouldn't go and rent a room in the middle of Warwick yeah. 
and live two hours away from their partner for, for weeks on end. So, I mean, what has the relationship been with your partner and with your girlfriend throughout this? And how have you guys, I guess, managed that? Because it can be, I guess it can be quite lonely for you and also for her with the, with the kid at home. And what, what yeah, have you I mean, done, done around that? I mean, I'm bless her. She, she support, she has, she's been really good. She supported me from, from day one. The minute I said that I wanted to, potentially go into the college and speak about doing this thing. She was like, no, do it. And obviously at that time we had no kids. So it was kind of, yeah, yeah go do it. It's fun. <laughs> then the kids came along. Um, um, first year at college, we had our first. Then the second year of college, had the second, we had the second. Um, and she, yeah, bless her. She, she's just really good. She, she understands that this is kind of my dream. Um, I've got to where I want to be um, now uh, for this year. Um, living away, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, she's probably going to hate me for saying this, but I absolutely love it because <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the kids that don't, I can sleep um, and things like that. But she, she's, um, no matter how hard it gets at home, I mean, the, the kids are at the age where they're, they're, the oldest will be five next month and the youngest mm. is two. So they are really young still. And they're at the age now where, the little one's copying the big one and the big one's playing up and it, I don't know how she does it. I go home for a weekend and I'm absolutely shattered. Um, so I'll come to work for a break, but now she, she's been really supportive of, of my journey. Um, um, and, and likewise with, with hers as well. She started a new, new company. She started a, a business and we just, we just help each other along. And that's pretty much how, how we get, how we get around or how we move forward um the move moving house in the process of moving at the minute and it's that's that's probably more stressful itself than yeah the last the last two years i've, I've been working away from home now for about 18 months um and just seeing the kids on the weekends and it it, it takes its toll on the self and it's in a, in a contents of like i've missed so much of like the little one growing up um luckily i didn't miss her walking um but i've missed her like i'll go home um friday morning and she would have like learned like 10 new words and i'm like oh i missed all that <laughs> um but no relationship's really really good um i i couldn't i couldn't ask for a better better partner i couldn't ask for a better supporter um best friend and all that sort of stuff so yeah she's absolutely brilliant that's fantastic it's, it's great to hear that obviously that's that's a support network goes both ways as well because it's not, it's not just yeah. your dream it's her dream as well starting a business which in itself is amazing she's got two kids she and then she's starting a business as well yeah but martin so obviously you you now asked him martin you know working at the valkyries how did that opportunity come about and why did you switch from i guess being a race mechanic to, to working for aston martin what, what made you want to do that um well the job the job came up on on a social media um, platform and it was one of them jobs and I was like I looked at the description I thought yeah, I, I could probably do that so it I just applied and I would mm. I didn't you know, think I would get an interview didn't think I thought it would be one of them ones you, you apply for and never hear back again um, and I got an interview and I was a bit like okay this this is this is a step forward at least they've acknowledged the CV and um, all the all this race series I've done in the previous sort of in the last couple of years has, has, has paid off yeah um and that set aside my 
my um my son's called Aston. I've I've always loved the brand, and he's named after the car. Um, which again, she was happy to support. And then when the second one came along, it was like I said, uh, "Oh, you can. I think you can choose this one. <laughs> you can choose the name of this this kid." Um. So, yeah, got the got the interview. Um. And then within that was on a Thursday. It was like a, an assessment day. We had to do like a little trade test and stuff. And then I did all that, did the interview. And then on Monday morning at eight o'clock, I had a phone call and said, the job's yours if you want it. And I was like, oh, wow. And I, yeah. I didn't know what to say to the person. I was a bit kind of like, I, I did go and speak to him when I started and said, look, I, did, I didn't want to, I hope I didn't sound rude on the phone. I just wasn't expecting an opportunity in a, in a in a brand that I absolutely love. So um, that sort of came about, and then you know, I started in November 2021, just after the the mini challenge season finished. Mm. Um, and then that was pretty much the start of the Aston Martin um, sort of journey. And we've I've gone from one end of the building to the other um, in the last month, which is a bit more involved. Um, but I, I still do the motorsport motorsport stuff. There's a lot yeah. of like the, the touring car. Um, I went so yeah, I went to Maidstone, signed up for a touring car team, and for for the full season. So that's just weekend work. So I, I am still I am still got keeping my hands in, keeping my fingers in the pies, if you like. Yeah, but so what? Obviously, you've built this pretty good CV over the past three four years of, of motorsport, and you've got a great sort of experience behind you so why were you so surprised when when you got the job Aston Martin what because clearly you've built up the experience they believe in you so why were you so surprised because the the, the lack of what I think personally for myself was the the because COVID hit and things like that I didn't get as much experience as I'd like and ultimately the Aston Martin Valkyrie is is a very much a, an F1 car for the road and it's very very complex and having sort of um knowledge that i have of cars in comparison to all of a sudden i've, I've gone from working on a mini to working on pretty much an f1 car and it's mm. two totally different ends of the spectrum and i guess that because i didn't have really apart from a few test days any single seater experience which ultimately is what it is um i just thought maybe that that it, my experience in tim tops maybe wasn't enough um and obviously, the, the, the having the love for the brand since I was very young um, was kind of a bit of a shock, I guess. Just because yeah, it had been being accepted for a, for a brand that I again have got a passion for, and I've always want, sort of wanted to have a dealings with. Um, I just just didn't expect it at all. Right. Um, was that was there a sense of imposter syndrome? Like, was there a sense of like I guess doubt and confidence? What what was that? I guess around. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely confidence. Um, I, I don't think, my, I, well, I, I know my my sort of confidence itself isn't isn't great. Um, so sort of going into a into a, sort of an interview where I kind of would love to have the job. It's mm. kind of, I guess it's like the interview thing, isn't it? Where you, you kind of you, you you need to try and be open and honest, but at the same time you kind of want to tell them what they want to hear at the same time. So it's kind of sort of like swings and roundabouts I guess I guess for you what do they want to hear for you going into that position because you've been there 
and you've done it. I'm just thinking about people that want to be working for Aston Martin or people that want to be working for certain race teams. What do those types of employers want to hear from an engineer or a mechanic? Um, ultimately, even even if you haven't got really any experience at all, they just want to see that you're you're kind of dedicated, you're you're you, and you've got a good work record. Whether that might be, I don't know, working as as I don't know the prime minister or or the queen or, or whatever it may be, or, or a dustman. As long as you've got that kind of mentality of you expect you you know you're going to be there, or you've got to expect that you're going to be there for for long hours. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to go home, and it's not a nine to five job. You need to mm. kind of get that in your head that it's it, it, it's a total different ball game. It's it's very much a um. I mean, loads of times I've been I've been at I've been at a factory for for nearly twenty four hours. You just need to just cut a crack on, but the, yeah, they're just they're just mainly looking for. I guess that yeah, dedication that you've you've got a good work record, your your absence is very, very low. Um, and you're you're not just gonna turn up to work and just sort of be lazy. You need to you need to just sort of get stuck in, even if you don't have experience, like asking the questions. If you don't know, then just say, Look, I've never done this before. Can you show me how to do it? Or can you can you sort of watch me do it so I don't do anything wrong? Um, I think just yeah, mainly being open and honest with with them to get into to a team is is was was my personal sort of thing. And I think that's got me into the teams that I have because I was just open and honest. I've done this and I've done that. I haven't done as much as I'd like because of COVID. Blah blah blah. Yeah, fantastic. And so, Martin, we talk about the to talk about the future. I mean, you, you mentioned Mason quite a few times. So, what is what is that um, touring car team, and what was the conversation you had with with that team in particular? Yeah, sorry. The touring car team um, was was team hard. Um, and I know I I don't really know him personally, but I I know of Tony the Tony Gillum, the the, the owner of Team Hard. Um, I've always sort of said hello to him passing. Um, he, he sees many people every day. Probably don't have a clue who I am, but I'm always quite like say hello to him anyway. Um, and the conversation was basically the. The conversation that you, you the, the questions you've just asked is is based basically what what experience have you got? Have you worked? Mm. How, how much how much of a setup do you know? How much setup do you have you done? Um, obviously, as, as as you probably know, touring cars very much about setup and laying the laying the patch down on the floor and doing a garage setup and knowing what the driver wants in sense of understeer oversteer that's that sort of thing. Um, so it's they were the main questions I was asked. It's basically what have you done? I, I, he had my CV in, in his hand, and he said, "I can see you've done this." Was there much sort of like setup involved and things? Because yeah. obviously, it's touring cars, as I said, just about setup. Um, and when it when it goes wrong, you can you can be swinging a sledgehammer around at the garage. So <laughs> have you got kind of um, not no experience of? knocking two bells out of a car but have you have you been in that situation where you've you've got like 40 minutes until the next race and you need to be on the you need to be wheels on and on the on the deck with 10 minutes to go so we can go to go to the grid sort of thing um which unfortunately i've had many times um so yeah it's th- those are the questions really 
Yeah, and the the environment for you, Martin, when you, when you go into a race day, how do you how do you get prepared? How do you focus on what you need to focus on? And is there a process for you when it comes to race weekends? Uh, yeah, there is very much for me. I know a lot of people that I work with just kind of turn up on the track and yeah, they just deal with what they see. Um, but for me, in my head, because my I, I always carry a notebook, always, and I always have a. Um, I always write in the hotel the night before or at home if I'm from local uh, local track. Um, I get my notepad and I write down all the stuff that I, I know needs to into the car. So things like all the basic things like cleaning it because I, my OCD kicks in and I can't, if, it, if it's dirty, it's not going out of the garage. It's simple as that. <laughs> it's, yeah. Everything needs to be clean. Um, so I, like, I, so a typical race weekend for me is I'd, we'd go in, set the, put the awning up if we've, if we're out of a garage or set the garage up if we're in, in a garage. Um, then lay the, help lay the flat patch in on the floor for the car. Um, and then once once the garage is all set up uh, and done, which normally takes a good couple of hours, um, it then becomes a right. We need to get the car in here, get the um, get the wheels off. The, normally tr- normally call them travel wheels because they're the ones that you strap into the into the truck and they're the ones that have, have been hit with the ratchets and stuff like that and a bit damaged. Yeah. So you put your put your setup wheels on or or whatever or the race wheels if if that's what you've done on the set down. Um, so obviously the car needs to be the same, um, and then yeah, you just sort of go through off the top of my head. I can't really think of it, but you you go through like a um, a state. You, you you just in my notebook. I've got the list that I need to do. That could be cleaning to spanner checking to checking the toes, checking the fluids, making sure that like some championships. Like the, the C ones I do, that's very much uh, the reg- some of the regulations in there are like you have to have uh, before you leave the garage, you have to have a full washer bowl. So checking things like that, yeah. um, um, it, and making sure that all the all the tools you need, everything, all the spares are where you need them just in case. So you know if 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 it does go downhill very quickly, you can you can send someone to so I don't know can you. Can you go into the truck on the left-hand side and the third locker is, is I don't know, it's a yeah. bumper. Could you go and get that sort of thing? Um, and then on a when that day's finished, you you, you do it. You, you do as much as you can before the next day because I'd much rather have a really late night than an early morning. Because I'm not really a morningish person. <laughs> um, I used to be until I had kids and then they sort of threw that out the window. Um, but then the night, yeah, the night before, or the end of the first night, um, you get, again, what a fresh list of all the stuff that needs doing. Um, uh, it'll be the same list every time, but you just yeah. need to make sure it's all done. And then you, if you've got a team behind you, you can sort of delegate the jobs and and stuff like that. So there, there is a sort of a process that I, I go through um, without having my notebook in front of me. I can't couldn't really tell you the order of it, but I, I do have a, process as such yeah and what about what about in your brains like is is, is there a process of calming nerves is there a process of like sit stilling yourself and getting focused because i i'm i read i did a um did an episode with with jamie um one of the first ones and he spoke about sort of focus being one of the key things and how he dealt with that so is it similar for you do you go about it differently in your head 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always quite nervous when I turn up to a track, even 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 the, the teams that I've been with for, for two years. I, I mm-hmm. still get nervous because you just don't know. Ultimately, you you've you've got the driver's life in your hands, and if you haven't done something up properly or things like that, it's it it, it can have massive consequences so i'm always quite nervous in the sense of i, I want to make sure that everything's right and i know i've done everything i can um so mentally before i start, even walking into the into the paddock i'm thinking like right i need like sort of calm my nerves i'll either sing in my head or um when if i'm working on the car and i know time's getting a bit tight and i'm sat there like looking at my watch i'm just kind of like right we, we need to get a crack on and I'll start, I know, maybe singing out loud or or sort of joking. Like someone would say something and I'd, I'd just turn it into something that it's not and things like that. It's kind of my way of keeping the nerves down because um, I know if I, if I panic too much, then obviously that's when mistakes happen. You miss yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's sort of, yeah, making jokes or singing in my head or out loud. Best, <laughs> <laughs> I said everyone's everyone's got everyone's got a singing voice if you ask ask them nice enough. Um, but but Martin, you mentioned so the one of your end goals being British Touring Car Championship, like BTCC, and you've you've now got there. So is is there a plan for the future? Have you got a goal that surpasses that? I mean, or are you are you perfectly happy now being in BTCC with Team Hard? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely. Like I, I think that I'll probably tell you. I'll probably tell you. After, I'll probably answer that question a bit more after the season's finished. Whether I want to carry on doing it or not. <laughs> but um, in the meantime, I, I'm absolutely. I, I'm proud of myself of, of where I've got. I, I had a goal, and it, I know the season's not started yet, but I've, I've kind of achieved it. Mm. Um, I'm working full time in a brand that I absolutely love. Um, I love getting up in the mornings, putting the putting the wings on. And, um, and going into work and, and and working on such a such an amazing project, um, and uh, as far as like the motorsports concerned, get, having a dream of getting to touring car and and now now I've achieved it. At the minute, I can say that I can probably I'm happy to do that to stay in touring car. Um, yeah. If I would love to, even though I'm in touring car, I'd love to sort of go for well I'm probably sort of past going a bit ahead of myself but if if um if team hard sort of are sort of where they were last year then then I'll probably be happy to stay with them but I'd love to experience not saying they're not going they're not going to win but um it, I'd love to experience like a maybe a top flight team or something like that just to sort of mm. see how they sort of run but in the meantime I'm just really happy to to have got where I am now um, I'm just looking forward to this year me and new people and new challenge and, and things like that so fantastic and Martin I know we're sort of coming towards the end here but there are sort of five like fast five questions that I'd like to yeah. ask at the end and the first one of those being what is your ultimate three car garage so you've got no you've got no limit you've got no particular cars you can have in there what would you have top three cars oh wow um it would definitely one of them. It would have to be um, the Aston Martin GTE Advantage, um, which won the morning uh, 2017. Um, 
which I, I'd have to have that because that's the, that's the car my son's named after. Yeah. Um, um, I've never seen one. That'd be my first car. My second one would be like uh, I, I've never experienced the sound or the the, the watches of one, but I'd love uh, one of the Australian touring cars that the, the Holdens because they they're just yeah. just meat, just really meaty and. I just look really nice, um, and probably a third car would be probably uh, probably a Ferrari F40 with a big wing on the back because I've always loved them cars. But yeah, they're, they're probably three. You've got one car to drive on any track or road, but you can only do it once. Where would you go, and what would you take? I would go to, I'd probably go to Spa mm-hmm. to experience the Arouge thing. And I, I, I would have to be the, the Valkyrie. Yeah, I don't think, I, I've not been in one yet. Um, I, I have that I have that coming soon, I think, because a lot of people that work in the in the garage get to go out and I haven't had a go yet. So yeah, um, definitely. My passenger ride's coming up. So yeah, it'll probably have to be that. I'll ask your passenger ride to be at Spa. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I'm sure. I'm sure they let it happen. Um, but there's the next question is who who inspires you? So like people right in your life, um, idols. Where do you get inspiration from? Um, it's a tough one. It, it used to be, it used to be my dad. We we used to be really good, really close, and things like that. And and, and for 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 for, person, for other reasons, we we don't we don't speak anymore. So it used to be him. So <clears throat> I mean, he, he was the one that sort of brought me up in the environment and things. Um. But now I, I, I don't know. It it would probably be the, the cliche. It would probably have to be my girlfriend really because we've we've kind of both gone on the same sort of journeys, um, and when she does something good, it's 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 great and and, and vice versa. So yeah, it'd probably be yeah. Who you have it would have to be my girlfriend. Really. If you had any advice to give to a a young Martin or anyone that's wants to pursue their passion, what would you what would the advice would you be? Never back down and just go for it. If you again, the whole cliche thing is, if if you want it that much, you'll get it. Just just push through and and do do all the hard work and enjoy the end result because that's that's what it is. It's it's all about the hard work at the start. And if if you don't do that, then you're not going to potentially get where you where you want to be. Some people do. Some people just sort of go through life, don't they, and get kind of things handed to them. But it, it it's it's just one of the things that you you just need to. Yeah, push through. Don't don't back down and just go for it. So, what did you love most about racing, motorsport, cars, the whole the whole deal? Um, for me, it's the whole hustle and bustle of the the, the garage. Um, having that satisfaction that the car's gone out, it's it's made the practice, it's made the qualifying. Um, touch wood, I have a hundred percent record at the minute, and every car that I've worked on has got out of the garage. Um, even after it's rolled. Uh, so in the, in the 24 hour last year, um, of all people that was driving the car, Sir Chris Hoy rolled it into the gravel and absolutely like damaged the car. Um, and we got it back. And that was that was two hours into a 24 hour race, and we had it back out on track within within 54 minutes, I think it was. Wow, yeah. um, so that's that was that was a fall. Pretty much the back axle was bent, the front axle was gone. The, 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 it, it was pretty much a I mean, whilst I was underneath doing the doing the back axle, I remember a guy called Rob that I worked with. He 
he was on top with a with a with like a I don't know five foot sledgehammer <laughs> beating the roof out. Um, and we got it back out. So it is the hustle and bustle of the garage, and, and you're not not knowing what to expect. Your car's gone out nice and clean. It's gone out nice and straight. And if it doesn't come back that way, that's when the, that's when the fun starts. Brilliant. Uh, and Martin, thank you for your time. It's, it's been a pleasure to hear that you've made the most of, of being passionate about motorsport because you've done so much in such a short space of time. So it's, it's been great to, to hear your story. So thank you for that. No worries. Thank you very much for having me on. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And along with all of you that share the podcast already, it's excellent to see that we're in the top 10% of most shared podcasts over 2022. And that blows my mind to know that you are helping however you can to spread the podcast. And if it just helps one person to figure out what they want to do with their passion for cars, it's so worth it. So if you wouldn't mind, share it with as many people as you possible and anyone that you know that loves cars. Before going into this interview, I wasn't entirely sure I had invited a guest with the sort of story I wanted to share with you. But I couldn't have been more wrong. It took all of five minutes for Martin to change my perception of him, and the perception is a funny thing. Not judging a book by its cover, and taking the time to know someone is invaluable. Not only learning that Martin has changed career at a late stage and taken the risk of making it work, as well as setting an example that with hard work, you can achieve your dreams. If you are sitting there wondering, what if, write that email, or make that phone call to start the journey to reach that dream. And remember, it may take longer than you think. It will be challenging. But as Martin says, if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. And so, with that being said, I'm Harry and this is the Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening. This podcast is lucky enough to be sponsored by iliketorace.com, a brand new social network all about motorsport. And unlike other certain social medias, it's not toxic. And it is just full of people that love motorsport and competition. I mean, I'm competitive by nature to the point where I've got a bit too aggressive in certain ways. I mean, just to, just to think of the place I can now go to discuss McLaren and to discuss the ongoing drivers and who's going next. I was gutted when Daniel left, but I can't wait to see how they progress and get other people's opinions on I Like To Race. I'll be getting there, getting involved. So if you're like me and you love competition and you love motorsport, get to ilike2race.com. And if you want more information, Look to the show notes below.